It's Thursday and you are tuned into the God Taught Me Show. Well, over the last couple weeks, we've been talking about three keys to a healthy Christian life. Today, we're going to be introducing the final key, which is absolutely critical to experiencing God as a father. And if you've been listening to the show for a while, you can probably guess what it is. That's right, prayer. Hey, welcome to the God Taught Me Show. I'm here at my main man, Pots and Pans. TJ Laurie, what's up, TJ? What's going on, my homie with the Chrome Domey? It's all good, bro. I'm excited to be on another show with you because we are been talking about three things that can really help people keep them out of a rut. And the first two that we covered were the Word of God, how important it is to stay in the Word. And then we uh, last week we talked about fellowship and how Satan would love to get us isolated. It's one of his greatest tricks. You know, we talked about riding two by two together in this thing called life and how much stronger you are when you're when you're you know in fellowship how much stronger you are when you're in the word of god and now the third and final thing that we're going to talk about is prayer right and it's so cool like i I love how god gives us these things along the way of our our life our life to to help us you know like he's like here you know you want to hear from me here's my word you know you want to have people come alongside you like here's here's fellowship it's so cool that like through this walk like we're not alone and then we have this awesome thing that we can lean on and it's god's word and prayer is is cool it's the next thing up in our little threesome that we're doing here but it's also kind of the bread and butter of our show and yeah. of, of kind of like what you what you're all about yeah we're always talking about prayer and uh which is not a bad thing no, not at all. You know, we think in our hearts, and I'm like, oh, I'm talking about prayer again. Right. But, you know, I don't think we can talk about it enough, and I don't think we could do it enough. Pray, that is. You yeah. Know, I mean, all of us. And uh, I think it's actually, you know, we talk about it. The Word of God talks about it. Jesus did it, exampled it, role model. You know, uh, he's our role model for prayer. I mean, Jesus prayed about everything. And even got alone at certain times with his father, you know, and and even before critical decisions, Jesus went and got alone with you know our heavenly Father and 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 sought him like uh, picking the twelve disciples. The night before that, Jesus is praying, you know, the, in the Garden of Gethsemane before he's crucified. Jesus is praying, you know, he was always praying and he's always giving thanks before he raised Lazarus from the dead. What was Jesus? What did Jesus do? He prayed. You know, so, man, it's kind of like you ever think about, you know, the Trinity is like it's such a it baffles my mind in such a weird way. But like you ever think Jesus is kind of praying to himself? Yeah, no, I never did think about that. You You never thought about that? I can tell you this probably if you do think about that, you ever eat ice cream too fast? Yeah. You get like a brain freeze, yeah, right? Yeah, ice so. cream headache. I get that when I'm surfing, like especially now we're coming in the winter and we, you know, a lot of the guys around here still surf in the winter. But when you go under the water, even though you're fully covered head to toe, your face is still exposed. So that first, this first couple hits of water to your face, you get that like ice cream headache. That's wow. what we call it. But yeah, anyway, so I do know that yeah, feeling. No, yeah, so you know that feeling. So like thinking about like, here's another one. You ever think about this? God was never created. He always was. Right. Yeah, that one. I so can't like even it just think about that. It blows your mind. It you know, hurts. Like, it hurts, yeah, because yeah. you can think about all the stars, the universe, all these things, you know, the sun, the moon, how the earth is on a perfect axis right. spinning with gravity and oxygen and like, you know. Yeah, and then just of our, our bodies too, like with all how they work and how everything like, yeah, we have oxygen. We need that to survive. And like, it's just crazy. Our blood has oxygen. Like, it's just 
It's crazy. Yeah, it'll hurt your head. So I don't know why I opened up no, that. No, that's of okay. Worms, but it's let's good to think about it. Every now and then I would pick my dad up for coffee before he passed, and he would get in my truck. Sometimes he would punch me right in my arm and say, Where have you been? Like, because I was running a little late, you yeah. know? And uh, jokingly, and, and then uh, out of the blue, he would just say, Chris, you ever fathom, you know, which means think about what God really looks like? Yeah. And I would be driving my pickup truck. And all of a sudden, I'd start thinking about it. Wow, what does God look like? You know, when we go to heaven, of course. Yeah, we'll see him. But, you know, we talk about God. And to be honest with you, we use the name God and Jesus and the Holy Spirit and loosely. Yeah, we use it in all sorts of different ways. We're all sorts of different ways. And we're very familiar with the Lord because we walk with the Lord, right? But listen, we have no idea how glorious and awesome and and powerful and his might and his strength and his wisdom and like the bible says that no man has seen god and lived right because uh you know because of his glory right. actually the bible teaches in first thessalonians that when you if you are here when the rapture happens happens you're going to get transformed in a twinkling of eye you're going to get a new body yeah. that can withstand the glory of god we're talking about like you know brighter than the sun he lives, the Bible says he lives in an unapproachable light. Of course, we know we can approach him because he's a father through the forgiveness of our sins through Jesus Christ. But I think like we have no idea, like angels, legions of angels bow down in submission right. to this one we call God. You know, and people think, well, he's battling with the devil. No, God doesn't battle with the devil. He's the referee. Hmm. The angels battle with the devil. We battle in spiritual battles, the Bible says in the book of Ephesians, chapter 6. But not God. Yeah. God has Satan on a leash. He is He is the Almighty. He's the only one that has the nameplate, the Almighty. And, and, I, and I think the reason I'm saying all this is because when you pray, guess who you're praying to? You're praying to the Lord thy God. There's a name for God in the Bible, which I love. It's called El Elyon. You know what it means? Yeah, is it the most high? It's the most high. Wow, that's cool. There's nobody higher than God. There's yeah. no higher authority than God. There's there's nothing. You know what I mean? There's nothing that you can compare God to, it says in Isaiah. So I think a good warm-up to prayer is to like say, this is who God is. Remind yourself who God is. Think about who God is. Think about what he created. Think about what he's done. You know, and 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 man, when you when you do that, it's like you're ready to take on the world. And then you pray. You're like, Lord, you're the Lord. You're God. This is nothing, you know, there's nothing too hard for you. And and then you pray and, and thank him for things. Because the Bible says to approach him with thanksgiving, you know, Psalm 100, verse 4. But so we're getting back to this thing called prayer. You know, we're talking about fellowship. We talked about reading the Bible, but now we're talking about prayer. And it's like, who are we praying to? You're praying to somebody who was never created. You're praying to somebody who set the stars in order. You're praying to somebody who's on a throne right now as we speak with angels around him saying, holy, holy, holy is the Lord God almighty. So when we pray, that's who we're praying to. It's amazing to think that, yet our prayer lives get neglected more mm. than anything else because we want to handle things on our own, we want to take matters into our own hands, and we miss 
God, like most of us, would miss a 95-mile-an-hour fastball, to be honest with you. Yeah, a 95-mile-an-hour Joe Brennan fastball. Yeah, that's right, our buddy Joe. <laughs> he's, he's throwing some, some heat. That's awesome. Down there in Louisiana. So um, talking about prayer is, you know, who we're praying to first. I think we need to think about that. Yeah. And maybe if you're listening to us right now, maybe you've never thought about that. Maybe you're just like, wow, I never thought about that. Who I'm praying to. You're praying to somebody that can do anything. Yeah, that's so awesome. I Man, you could, I think we can end the episode right there. Yeah. That was so perfect. Because you know what? Like if I close the book. Yeah, period. just close See the book, next drop week. the mic. Yeah, that was that's it's so good because like that I can tell you without a doubt in my prayer life, and I mean, you know, just from our talks that my prayer life is being transformed constantly. Hmm. Um, and it's it's just always I'm trying to take it to the next step. And one of the problems that I've had, so if I were to ask you a question about your prayer life is okay, I can pray about it. I can say the words to God about my problems or about like something that, you know, I'm looking for in my relationship with God. Um, but how do I ultimately give that to him? How do I ultimately just give it over to him? Cause that's where like, I seem to hit the wall. So I think for a lot of our listeners out there, I would imagine that they might have the same issue with, yeah, here's, here's what, like, I'm looking to be healed, but like, the worry and the fear and the anxiety doesn't go away, even though I'm praying about it constantly. Like, but how, how do I actually give it over to God? Right. Where I'm praying about the specific thing, and even though I'm praying about it, I can't let it go. Yeah, that's good. That's a great question. And that's what a lot of people, including myself, have all struggled with that, with prayer. You know, we don't see anything with the natural eye changing, yeah. and we have fear, you know, of, of whatever it is. I mean, you know, I talked on the phone today. I told you about it a little bit. There's a buddy of mine that is going through a marital thing where his wife uh, says she's leaving him. She actually, uh, you know, told their marriage counselor to tell my husband that, you know, I'm done. And uh, she actually uh, fell in love, supposedly, with another person, you know, through social media. It's, it sounds crazy, but it happens, right? Yeah, probably more times than we think. Exactly. So my friend is praying, and I'm praying along with him, you know, for his marriage to be healed, to be reconciled. and But it, it, everything looks like it's you know, going in the opposite direction. But from what we learn from the Bible, what does what does God want us to do in this situation? And there's a thing called God's will, you know, uh, things that God desires to be done. And there's a scripture, 1 John 5, 14, that says, if we pray anything according to God's will, he hears us. And before that verse, it says, this is the confidence we have in God, that if we pray anything according to God's will, he hears us. So God wants us to have confidence. And we get our confidence when we know, and sometimes we don't always know, but when we pray things that are in line with God's will, in other words, when we pray things that God wants to see done, you know, if God were here, he would do it himself, you know, but God chooses to do things through prayer. I don't know why God does that. Of course, God does things uh, every day, 24-7, you know, he's doing things, protecting people, moving mountains, whatever it is. But God, for whatever reason, prefers to do things when we pray, when we cry out to him. And uh, I think there's a reason for that, because if God were just to do something without you praying, you would neglect God. You would say, you wouldn't even say thank you. If everything was done for you every day that you woke up without having to ask God, you wouldn't need God. You wouldn't see God. 
You wouldn't respect God and you wouldn't thank God. But when you cry out to God in the midst of your trial, you know, when you're going through a battle and you're saying, Lord, I need you to move in this situation. And when he moves, man, then praise, thanksgiving, all these things are a result, growth in your heart of experiencing God and knowing who he is. So prayer to me just doesn't bring the request that you're that you're praying for. Let's say you're praying for a house. You're homeless. You know, obviously God wants you to have a roof over your head. But it does more than bring a roof over your head. It teaches you how powerful, how compassionate. Wow, God heard me. He put a roof over my head. He put a he put whatever it is that you're praying for. He healed my marriage. He did this, he did that. God is revealed to you as a father through your prayer life. You understand what I mean? It's like you get to know God through prayer. You just don't get what you're asking for. You get the total package because you take the time to pray. You know, and how often does God want you to pray? He says, I want you to pray without ceasing. That's what the Bible says. I want you to pray about everything, it says in Philippians. I don't want you worried about anything. So, in an answer to your question, again, I think that's a long answer, which I always do. (laughs) But what you asked me was, what did you ask me? <laughs> I asked you, <laughs> I said, if we're praying about something and we are, we're praying about everything. Sometimes it's, sometimes I can say the words, but I can't necessarily let go mm. and let God do what God's going right. to do. Sometimes you can pray, but sometimes you can't really trust. Exactly. So yeah. how do you give those things over to God? How do you just, because I know people who are like able just to be like, all right, God, like I have this issue that I'm dealing with. It's yours. And then they, they let him have it. Right. But like, I know me personally, that's always been hard in my life to do. It's just let, let God have it. Let, let it go. You know, it's, it's, yeah. And it's hard for millions of people. But yeah. the thing I think is before that trust, cause that's trust, right? You know, you need to trust God, but you need to develop that trust. You need, in other words, you need to experience God. How do you do that? You need to pray right. about everything. Mm-hmm. You need to pray about really little things, minute things, where you are like, wow, Lord, you did that for me? And he showed up. Because if you don't pray about everything, then you, you'll you just handle stuff. You handle stuff and you, and you muscle your way through life. God doesn't want you muscling your way through life. God wants to be good through you, through you praying and seeking him. Lamentations 3.25 says, God is good to those who depend on him. Without dependence, you will not get to know God as a father, you could be, uh, you know, the greatest preacher in the world. You know, Billy Graham just passed away, and he was what is known as America's, America's pastor. America's pastor. Yep. He was one of the best. He was integrity. He had everything. He always stayed on the cross. He led millions of people to Christ. But you could be a Billy Graham and not depend on God, and you will not experience God as a father. And that trust is built in that experience. So I would say to anybody listening to us, just start praying about small things as well as big things. You know, give it to God, make it a habit, put it on a piece of paper, remind yourself, did you pray about that? You know, I saw a placard the other day in a bookstore. It said, did you pray about that? Question mark. You know, we need that reminder because if we don't have that reminder, we're, we're tending to handle things on our own. And there's a verse in Isaiah 31 that I'm going to read right now, it says, Woe to those who go down to Egypt for help. Woe to those who go down to Egypt for help, who rely on horses, who trust in the multitude of their chariots, and in the great strength of the horsemen, but do not look to the Holy One of Israel or seek help from the Lord. 
I think the biggest, one of the biggest problems is people think they're bothering God. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if we've you, talked about that before. Right. And if you think you're bothering God, you're not going to pray about it. And that is such a hindrance. That's such a lie from the devil. God says, woe to you. Why aren't you relying on me? I want to help you. I want to be your father. You're not going to get to know me if you don't seek me and depend on me. You know, you're going you're gonna to miss me. And there was a king in the Bible named Asa. Asa started out relying on God for everything, everything. He even got attacked by a million-man army. God showed up and defeated that million-man army. And then the Bible doesn't really teach us why, but Asa started depending on other things rather than God. And then he got attacked by another army, and instead of praying about it this time, he went into the treasury of the Lord, took money out, hired another king and his army to protect them. Right? And they did. But God was upset, and he sent a prophet to uh, Asa. And he said, because you did that, for now on, you're always going to be at war. You did a foolish thing and depended on this other king instead of the Lord thy God. And now you're always going to be at war. See, he robbed God, Asa did, of glory, of the credit for the victory, of all kinds of things. So when we're not praying about something, we're robbing God of all these things. And we're not even experiencing God. We're experiencing ourselves or we're experiencing whatever we're using. If you're using a credit card to get something that you could be praying about and waiting and patiently waiting on God to, to see if he, if he takes care of it, well, then you're, you're, you're relying on that credit card rather than relying on God or whatever it may be. You might have a friend high up in a position and you want to get a position in that corporation and you call him. You don't even pray about it, but you call him and say, hey, bro, can you hook me up? with this position, and he might hook you up. So you're relying on that instead of relying on the Lord thy God. And that's what God is talking about in Isaiah 31. You know, God wants to be part of our lives daily, and it takes a daily uh, prayer life to get it done, to see God show up in all kinds of places that you could have never imagined. Right. I think for me, like when I personally think about my prayer life, there's two things that you've said that have really helped me. And I want to add a third that you kind of, we've talked about before. So I'll start right off with that. The third being is first off, pray about everything. Right. And like we, we both said we were going to do this and I I know I didn't, I don't know if you did, but we said we were going to start tracking our answers to prayer Mm. in a journal. So to have something where you can go back and reference and be like, wow, like you said, God did that for me. Like, how am I not going to trust that he's going to do this bigger thing if he did this small thing? Um, but when I think about myself and like through the history of my, my Christian, you know, my Christendom, how do you, how do you even say that through the, Uh through the history of me being a Christian, there There we go. go. Um, when I think about it, I think there's been a lot of times when I say to myself, oh, I'm not going to take that to God. Like I can handle that. Like that's, that's my issue. You know, God, God doesn't have time for that. Like this is, I think, you know, about all the problems in the world and like, like you said, this person's homeless. That person's the person who needs prayer. I don't need to be praying about my petty little thing, you know? Um, so what did I do? That that caused me to go down this road where I'm just, like you said, I'm muscling through things. Right. Um, so to understand now how much God loves prayer and he loves when we just talk mm. to him and, you know, and we get to know him as a father, that's totally like changed my thought process and, and my prayer life. Um the other thing we said in the very beginning of the show, which kind of happened to me this week, is I started acknowledging who God is before oh. before I even ask him for anything. Um, That's and powerful. I don't even know how that started happening, but I just started thanking God. Just like, 
Um, actually, I think you probably told me to do it now that I think about it. But um, yeah, I just started thanking God for everything that like everything that he does for me, who he is, how he loves me. Um, and that's a whole nother episode. It, yeah, Thanksgiving component. We've done it. We've done it. Yeah. yeah. On Thanksgiving. Oh, Thanksgiving. Yeah, yeah we but, did it. But the power behind the pow- it. There's so much. I oh. truly believe it. It'll totally change your mindset because you, when you're thanking God for, for who he is and how much he loves you and all the good things that he does and, um, and just telling him that like, like that's, I've taken it a step further and I've tried to say, you know what, God, like, even if you don't do this, like, I'm still going to thank you. Wow. You know, like that totally, like, that's totally changed how I pray, um, to where I'm like, it doesn't matter if God answers this prayer because, you know, he's God and right. he's, he's worthy of and our thanks and I trust him. And, um, so if there's anybody out there that's listening, that is having trouble letting go of things and giving them to God, those are like the three things that I would that at least have helped me. That's powerful. So I hope that that can help somebody out there. Oh, that can. I mean, if they applied those three things, their life would change. Yeah. You know, and I'm serious. And it's like, if you just start, you know, anybody listening to us right now, if they just start praying about everything, not even getting results yet, just praying. Yeah. You know, Lord, what do you think about this? I'm constantly asking God, Lord, what would you do if you were me? What do you think about this situation? I mean, I don't even think about it anymore because I've developed a habit. So it's kind of like breathing. We're both breathing right now, but we don't, we're not thinking about it. So I think the key is to develop a prayer life that you're so not even thinking about it anymore. You just do it. You know, what do you do? I rely on God for everything. I pray about everything, but I don't even think about it. You know, it's not something that I got to constantly think about. However, there are times when I say, holy cow, I didn't even pray about that. You know, sometimes my little Lauren or my Shelby will say, did you pray about that? Mm-hmm. You know, like the plaque. But, uh, and I'll be like, oh my gosh, I didn't. What am I doing? And I get like, like nervous. I'm like, no, I don't ever want to fall out of this habit. You know, the habit of praying about everything because it's so stinking powerful. And I'll say this, some of the strongest Christians that I ever met in my life, right, from all over different walks of life are people that pray about everything. Why? Because they have this intimate relationship with God that that is enhanced by going to church yes enhanced by 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 hanging out with other believers enhanced by reading the bible but nothing i don't think can can compare to relying and depending on God with an active prayer life right your life your christian life grows like nothing else because why you're seeing God show up you're seeing God respond to, to your request. You're, you're, you're seeing God move and shake and direct your path and all these things. Your confidence in God begins to grow and grow and grow. When you shelf your prayer life and you, you let it collect dust and you start handling things on your own, it's kind of like the, the fireplace with, you know, a couple logs left on it. The, the flame, you know, was up here, you know, bursting. Now it's just going down. It's going down until there's coals, you know, because you're not putting any more logs on it. That's the way an active prayer life is. Just if you don't keep an active prayer life, it, it turns to coals. Yeah, you're still a Christian. You're still walking with the Lord, but but you're not experiencing Him daily, even weekly. You know? Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, I can tell you from my own experience that you can only go so far. Like, you will hit a wall in your Christian life if you're not taking everything to God in prayer. That's true. You know, if you're not experiencing God as a father because— you're not communicating with him. So how, how can you know his will? How can you, you know, like you can read a little bit of the Bible and you can be in fellowship, like you said, but you'll hit a wall if you're not in prayer with God. Like you have to be praying 
about everything if you want God to use you it's, how he wants to use you. It's so true, and the dangers to that are you think that you're bothering God, you're not, it's a lie from the devil. Another danger is you got everything you need. Yeah. You got money in the bank account. You got a good job. You got a good marriage. You got all these things going for you. You know, when when the danger is when you're like that, the danger is you probably, you'll come to church. You know, you'll even attend certain Christian events, but you won't depend on God, you know, because you got everything you need. Yeah. You know, but if you can develop this habit and keep it going, even though that God is blessing you and you, you got that good job, you got all these things going, you know, but you're still dependent on God. That's when, that's when God's really going to show up because he's like, look at this kid. He's, he's blessed, right? But yet he acknowledges where his blessing's coming from and he's depending on me. You know, that's the thing. The, it said Isaiah, whoa, whoa, which means, yo, bro, this ain't good. You yeah. know? <laughs> so the Bible says, woe to those who go down to Egypt and basically rely on other things, but don't rely on the Lord thy God. And the same thing happened to Asa. You know, God sent the prophet and he said, uh, in uh, Second Chronicles, Second Chronicles sixteen seven, at the time Hananiah the seer came to Asa king of Judah and said, "Then because you have relied on the king of Syria and have not relied on the Lord your God, therefore the army of the king of Syria has escaped from your hand." Did you hear that? Asa's enemies escaped from his hands. A king. Why? Because he failed to rely on God. And the question I want to ask our listeners and ourselves. What has escaped from our hands from not relying on God? It's mm, a good question. Yeah, we would I never know. So much, yeah. Yeah, because you didn't rely on God for it, so you you have you'll you'll never know yeah. what God was going to do. You're 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 actually harming yourself and not allowing yourself to live to the potential that God has for exactly. you. Exactly. Right? And when like that's the crazy thing, like we don't even know what that potential could be because we're not taking everything to God. Right. Like we would have no like I have no idea where I could be at, at almost 30 years old if my entire life I have the prayer life I had now. You know right. I have now. It's so true. It's crazy. I mean, I I think of one story that, you know, I've probably shared it before, but it's my riding lawnmower story. Well, oh, I'm, yeah. in, I'm in the backyard, I'm cutting my lawn with a push mower. I shut it off. I'm sweating. It's a July day. I look around. I'm frustrated. I'm like, you know, my neighbor has a riding lawnmower. This guy's got a riding lawnmower. I want a riding lawnmower. You know, and I'm, I'm like in frustration. And I look up to the heavens and I say, Lord, I am so tempted right now to go to Sears because I live in close proximity to Sears and they got plenty of riding lawnmowers in Sears. I was like going to go in my car, go down to Sears and plop down a credit card and get a riding lawnmower that day. That's how frustrated I was. And I just said, you know what, Lord, but I, I don't think that's what you want me to do. You know, so I pulled the pool starter on my little push mower and said, Lord, just remember me. And I finished cutting the grass that day. Three months later, not three days, not three hours, three months later, Somebody walks up to me, TJ, out of the blue. I never breathed that conversation I had with God to anyone, not even to my wife. And thank God I didn't. Because somebody walked up to me out of the blue and said, Chris, can I talk to you for a moment? I said, sure, what's up? They said, yo, man, the Lord has laid on my heart to give you my riding lawnmower. Bro, I almost fell out on the floor, right? Yeah. I mean, that is the craziest answer to prayer. I was like, no, I can't take it. How much you want for it? They said, listen, my son-in-law wants to buy it. Move into a 55 and older community. I don't need it anymore. And although my son wants to buy it, son-in-law, 
I feel compelled to give it to you. I never told anybody about it. I only spoke to God about it. But here's the point I want to make. Yeah, that's an incredible answer to prayer that, that changed my life in many ways. Every time I ride that lawnmower, I think of God. I think of what a great father he is. But here's the thing. If I'd have went down to Sears and acted on my impulse, acted on my flesh, and threw one down on a credit card, which I've done, so I'm not condemning anybody for using a credit card. Listen, there was a time when I had a black belt in using credit cards, right? <laughs> and all it did was damage. Yeah. But what I'm saying is, if I'd have went to Sears on that particular day, guess what I would have never saw? You would have never seen God's glory, seen I what God had planned for you. I would have never saw God's glory. I would have never experienced him as a father. I would have never grown in trust. I would have never grown in faith. I would have never thanked him. Who would I have thanked? I would have thanked Sears. Right, and the credit card. And the credit card, <laughs> right? So what I'm saying is I hope this point is being driven home right now. Your dependence upon God is critical critical, critical mass to you growing in Christ. Start praying about everything. Don't worry about anything. Don't let the devil lie to you and tell you that you're bothering God. You're not. You're bothering God when you're not dependent on him. There's so many verses that back that up. God is good to those who depend on him. Lamentations 3.25. He's not good to the mechanic, the candlestick maker, or the baker, it says. He's good to those who depend on him, period. Right? Not good to the religious, not good to the perfect, good to those who depend on them. There's something about dependence that God loves and yearns for, and it causes us to grow in Christ. So if you're listening today, as we wrap up right now, I just want to say, just start, I plead with you, start learning how to depend on God. Start praying about everything. Start experiencing God as a father through the means and the mechanism of prayer, and you will grow. Your faith will grow. Your love will grow. Everything will grow as a result of an active prayer life that depends on God as a father for everything. Well, as we close, me and TJ just want to say, if you need any help with anything, if you need a Bible, if you need a free Worry Less, Pray More book that really teaches you how to pray about everything, we want to get one in your hands. Just go to GodTaughtMe.com, GodTaughtMe.com, and we'll see you next week. God bless you.